to this week's episode of the podcast. My apologies, there wasn't a podcast episode last week because I'm having some technical difficulties. Um, there's so much like involved. There's really not. There's just a bit involved with recording a potty and my computer is running out of storage and I recorded my episode last week and it had my computer had a moment and she just didn't want to have a bar of it and she deleted it all so I did not feel like recording another you know 30 minutes worth of it so I just left it for the week but this week we're using Lockie's computer so I don't even know I think we're going through the microphone like I genuinely all this stuff is just beyond me um and I actually don't really care to figure it out (laughs) so anyway we're rolling with it we hope that it's working so I've just kind of like um just winging it so anyway um that's the story for last week but we're here we're back we're doing it and we're re-recording the episode I've just written some new notes because I lost where I had my old notes but that's all G um and I've got my hot chocolate here and it's a Saturday and I've cleaned the house and I'm vibing and I'm excited and it's just a good time so Anyway, um, I'm going to roll into three things that I'm grateful for. Um, Definitely working four days a week now. I just have found my balance. I just fucking love it. Like, it's just so good. Um, Yeah, I just love it. So that would be the first thing. The second thing would be my food at the moment. I'm just loving food at the moment. So I'm just grateful for it. It's just just good. Um, And the third thing I would say that I'm grateful for is the nice weather and where I live like I went for a run yesterday and it was just stunning and we had fish and chips on the beach and it was just stunning so I'm just very grateful um and I'm just gonna chuck an extra one in there I'm grateful for Holly girl she has a little infection in her ear at the moment which is divine and she lets us give her medication all the time she's just a little darling and I she's a little senior doggo now which I realize she's in the senior age bracket now which is just cute so we just love her and we're grateful for her always um so they're the three things I'm grateful for and I am going to go now into the topic for today. Um, so today's topic is some ways I have and am consciously creating my life. So it's a really exciting topic. Um, I've just put down like how many points? Four points. It's not everything. If I did everything like man I don't even know how long I'll be going for. Um, so we just got a little quickie today to get into it and I'm just excited so let's begin um so the first point which is such a cliche and it's such a classic from me like it's just so I feel like I say it all the time I probably said it in my last episode but anyway it's very true and that's why I keep saying it um it's letting what felt good lead me um very much so in my life whenever something hasn't felt the way I wanted to like I've stopped doing it and I've left and it's not from the angle of like I'm eager my ego and I'm scared and I'm fearful and I don't want to do something it's more the point of I've done something and then I've realized this doesn't make me feel as good as I thought it would you know I've pushed through the barriers I've normalized it but then it didn't feel as good as I thought it would it's having the courage to leave that you know having the courage to leave something you know when it doesn't feel as good as you thought it would be um you know, and it's just constantly tuning into what feels good. Like that's been something I've done so much and has helped me consciously create my life because I feel like some people are so disconnected from what actually feels good for them. And, and, you know, they've kind of normalized just feeling meh, you know, like they've normalized feeling like that in their life, which is something I definitely have not and will not normalize because I definitely feel 
blessed to be here. I feel blessed that we have the opportunities that we do. And I feel blessed that, you know, of all the chances, you know, like what's one in a million chance that you'll be born. And I'm like, sweet, we've got this, this slate, we've got this canvas that we can paint on. And yes, you know, things have happened and things have shaped who we are, but it doesn't mean that the rest of, you know, I was, I did a story the other day that was like, like approaching life as if, you know, your next chapters are unwritten, you know, they are unwritten and you can actually, you can, you can create and write what you want them to be, you know, and I just haven't normalized feeling shitty. I haven't normalized not enjoying my work. I haven't normalized, you know, not enjoying X, Y, Z. I haven't normalized, you know, adulthood being shitty. I haven't normalized that narrative where you work nine to five and you hate work and you've just got to pay bills and money sucks. And like, that's just adulting. Like, I'm not normalizing that and I'm actually just letting what feels good leave, lead me and letting that be a normal thing for me and letting that be normalized in my life. Um, you know, and this, I think letting what feel felt good lead me, it really has led me back to what I value and also it's helped me find my standards. And I think just on that, it's like, I think it's very easy to lose touch of what feels good. And I think a good example is like, you know, when you're a little kid, you just like free, full expression, like you just be you and you just do what you love and like you kind of, you just can, you just, yeah, I feel like maybe you haven't developed that part of your brain where it's like you conform and when you're young, you just be, you know, um, also don't quote me on that. There's like literally no, like I haven't, <laughs> it's just a thought. It's just a wonder. Um, but you know, and I think you get into primary school or whatever, and it's kind of like, okay, you pee at this time and you eat at this time and you, you know, or you sleep at this time. Like, you know, there starts being rules and things like that. And, and because of these rules, I feel like you can easily lose touch of like trusting what feels good. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, just taking the leap and taking the courage and, you know, maybe doing things that don't make sense to anyone else. Like, because you're not actually making your decisions for anyone else. You're making your decisions for you, you know? So it doesn't actually need to make sense to anyone else when you're making your decisions from something that feels good. And I've noticed that when I've, you know, make made decisions off of a feeling, it's actually led me back to what I value. It's led me back to my values and it's helped me rediscover my values. It's helped me retrieve that memory that this is what I love. You know, because I kind of had that part of me had become unconscious because or I was unaware of that because I was making my decisions from a reactive state of like, this is what I need to do, not what I want to do. And I'd convinced myself I wanted it from a point of ego. Like, I think I made a lot of my decisions from my ego, um, you know, and I actually just had to get to a bit of a breaking point where I was like, this isn't working. You know, I just want to be happy. And, and just having made that decision, it just snowballed, you know, I just took the leap and it's just snowballed. And now I've just got more and more confident and I guess, yeah, just more confident in making decisions that has felt good for me. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's helped me find that standard where it's like, I'm actually not going to accept anything below that. I'm not going to accept anything below what makes me feel really, really happy, really grateful, really good about life. Um, and yeah, I think it's just, yeah, bringing awareness to how things feel for you and not normalizing feeling like shit, like actually not normalizing that for yourself. I think that's a huge one, you know, in consciously creating your life. It's actually thinking, well, how do I want my life to feel? You know, 
how do I want it to feel? Because that is available to you. Like that's actually a possibility. Maybe you're just in an environment right now where it doesn't seem like it. That's where you put yourself in different environments. You start to open your mind up to actually different possibilities and what's available to you because it's very interesting. But, you know, our brains, when you're with a group of people, they actually will pick out evidence and like help you pick out evidence that supports, you know, the beliefs of those around you as a tactic to fit in. That's why they say like you're the product of the five people you spend the most time with. So have a look at who you're spending the most time with, you know, what beliefs they have and perhaps how you're subconsciously also holding those beliefs. And in turn, that's how you're receiving the world and that's how you believe the world to be. So in turn, you know, when we have beliefs, our brains collect the evidence. They have a cognitive bias to collect the evidence that supports that belief. So have a look at that. Actually have a look at that. You know, what are you normalizing? You know, and then where is that different to actually what you want? And I feel like you can't tell me, like I just, I refuse to believe that someone doesn't want a life where they feel fulfilled, a life where they love, you know, what they do, a life where they love their home, a life where they have freedom, a life where they just feel grateful to be alive. Like, I just don't believe that no one, that there's people out there that don't want that. You know what I mean? You're allowed to have that desire and it's actually so available to you. So like get clear. What do you desire, right? You know, how do you desire to feel in your life? And is there anywhere in your life right now that isn't really matching up to that where you're not really reflecting that? And that's something for you to clean up and that's something for you to look at. Um, and yeah, I guess like for me, it's just feeling good in life and being happy has been a, prior- a, p- a priority, a huge priority. A huge priority of mine is to feel good in life and feel grateful and be happy. So, of course, when I'm getting to a state when, you know, say when I started nursing and things like that, I just noticed it, you know, and I didn't like straight away, you know, I didn't notice it. It just over time, I just started to realize I don't feel that good. I don't feel that good doing this. I don't feel that lit up like all those things. So it was it was having that, you know, and I had that thought and I probably hung on for a little bit too long, you know, but then I was like, no, I want better for myself. And then I changed it up, you know, Um, which leads me into my next point, which is stop. I stopped giving my ego so much power. Um, And what I want to say here is like ego is a necessary part of us. Like ego is how we survive. It's it's a crucial part of being human. And it's not like I think if your pursuit and if your mission is to get rid of your ego, then you're going to be unsuccessful because we're born with an ego. We're born with a part of us that wants to stay alive, which I actually think is pretty important. (laughs) Um, You know, and our ego and and those limiting beliefs and all of those things and the pressure to conform and, you know, how we feel anxious to be different or how we feel anxious to do something new, like, it's actually part of surviving. (laughs) You know, it's... But I guess the thing is, is we actually don't always need to be in this state of survival, You know, we don't actually always need to be in this state of reacting in order to survive. Because we're actually in a modern world now where, like, the small decisions we make aren't life or death. You know what I mean? Like, we're not in a state right now where it's like, 
you know, we have a tribe and if we show up differently, then, you know, we might not fit into the tribe and then, you know, we might die because we don't have, you know, community. Like, it's it's kind of zooming out there and being like, okay, like, I actually can do this different thing. Like, I actually can, you know, because I um, we're not cavemen <laughs> anymore. Um, so it was just stopping, like giving my ego so much power. So, you know, when I decided I wanted to quit nursing, obviously like my ego was having a moment there where I was like, oh, well, you know, you're a year away from finishing and then you have a degree and, you know, then you have this, 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 and people are, you know, then you get the validation and all the things, but like that was my ego speaking and, and it was wanting to be a certain person and portray a certain image in order to be accepted. Like that's what was playing out for me. You know, but then I realized, okay, but it actually doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. Like, that's actually not life or death for me. And I can make this decision for me because it feels good for me. Um, so it was just kind of becoming aware of that. Aware of where your ego is having a moment. Aware of where your ego is making up a story, you know. And I guess it's moving with fear. I think we avoid fear naturally. We avoid fear. We avoid doing scary things because, you know, when there's a potential threat, our safety is at risk and safety is our number one need, right? It's how we've survived as a species, you know. But it's actually just questioning that and practicing reasoning when you do have the fear. You know what I mean? Like, am I entering a lion's den? No, I'll actually be okay. And it's moving with that fear. And in that, you're actually expanding your comfort zone, right? And in doing that, you're expanding what's available to you. You're expanding what you're able to receive in this world. You're, you're expanding the experiences you get to have. But you've got to push that edge, you know? You've actually got to test your ego. You've actually got to show some power over your ego. That's huge. Huge, huge, huge. And I think, you know, an, an interesting thing to note here also is I think just understanding that comfort zones and what is normalized can be passed down. So, you know, I think it's easy to grow up and it's like you learn the way the world is and that is normalized, right? But it's like there's actually more out there and you've got to be activated. You've got to push your edge in order to normalize something new, which I will get into shortly. Um, but just question things, question everything, question everything, actually do question your thoughts, question your stories, question the way people do things, question why people do things, question why you're doing something, actually ask yourself, why am I doing this? Am I doing it because I want to? Am I doing it because it's what I value? Or am I doing it for a different reason? Am I doing it to prove something? Actually ask yourself these questions, question the way you see life is huge that is huge um my next point is i made decisions based off of where i want to go not where i am now i will preface i am stubborn <laughs> i am very stubborn so this has been something where it's like when casey has her mindset on something she's going for it so i it's kind of <laughs> I knew what I wanted and I would make a decision to get there. And like I've been able to stick to my guns because I am stubborn. So be a little bit stubborn. Um, you know, and this is actually called not being realistic. I actually hate the word realistic and I think it's a stupid word because it's like, 
you actually, if you, the reality you're experiencing right now isn't where you want to be, then your decision should not be realistic. Your decision shouldn't. They shouldn't make sense. Because if you make decisions based off of where you are, you will continue to stay there. You know, whereas if you make decisions based off where you want to go, that's where you're actually creating. That's where you're actually being proactive. There's something in that. And I think that's huge. Make decisions off where you want to go. I have so many examples of this. I have example like when, um, what's a good example? Um, When we first moved out of home, I didn't even have a job. (laughs) But I knew I wanted a house. I had a little bit of money and, you know, it would have probably made sense to stay at home and, you know, get to a certain point to then move out and get a rental. But I just, I didn't want to make a decision based off of where I was at. I wanted to make a decision based off where I wanted to go. And that's what I did. And I knew, I trusted myself that I would do what was required of me to get there. And I think that's an important piece not to miss. It's not like throwing yourself in there and then just being like, oh, hope it works. Like that's going to be dysregulating AF. But I trust myself enough that I knew that I would get out there and I would find myself a job and I would get a job and I would be able to pay the bills and I would be able to pay the rent, you know? So I made that decision and I did what was required of me to be that person. You know, and then the same story when we moved out again, we moved from um, having a housemate to just living the two of us. It was what I wanted. It was where we were going next. And I just, you know, we had to pay more um, in order to do that. But I just backed myself to be able to do that and be able to make it work. Moving to Queensland was the exact same story. I made the leap and then I knew I would do what was required of me to get there. So like anchor into that and no one else has to have trust in you, but know that people's lack of trust in you is their lack of trust in themselves because they don't see it as possibility. They don't see it as a possibility, right? But if you can, that's all that matters because if you can, then you will make it work, you know, and I've made a lot of decisions where it's like people might not 100% back and they might not make sense to them, but that actually doesn't have to because that's them. It's not me. You know, I see what is available for me and I make it happen. I, I know that I'll do what is required of me. Um, so that was my little riff on being realistic. But yeah, it's creating and it's not reacting. And, and I think a big thing here is not listening to people who aren't where you want to be. And I used a really good example in the podcast that didn't surface last week because it was deleted, um, where it's like, would you take financial advice from someone that had no money? No, Right. Because it's like, well, they've used their advice and they've got where, you know? So it's actually anchoring into that. It's not listening to people who aren't where you want to be. You know, if someone is living a life where, you know, they make just enough to get by and they're just working nine to five and they're not that happy. Wow, that bird is loud. Um, then like, why would you listen to them? Like I genuinely just, it's a question. Why would you listen to them? You know, I don't listen to people who aren't where I want to be. You know, I look at the people that are where I want to be and I look at what they've done and I follow their footsteps and I do and I think that's, you know, that's where I want to be. So that's what I'm going to do and it doesn't have to make sense to everyone, you know, because to some people, they haven't even opened their mind to that possibility, right? They can just see what they can see and what makes in, what makes sense in their world, what feels safe for them and what's normalized for them. Doesn't have to be your story. 
Um, and yeah, just constantly expanding your comfort zone. That's how I see it. When you make decisions based off where you want to go, not where you are. It's like, I imagine you in a little, or me in a little circle. It's my comfort zone, you know, and what I want is outside that little circle. And then I, I jump to that thing, right? And that's my period of activation, right? Where I'm outside my comfort zone and it's scary and it's a little bit unknown, right? But eventually that comfort zone catches up and it's normalized, right? It's normalized, you know, being living on the Gold Coast now is a normalized experience for me. Or a good example is working a job, right? You might have two weeks where you're a bit nervous going to work and then it's normalized. That's when your comfort zone has caught up and you've normalized that, right? It's the constant process of doing that, right? And yes, you know, maybe day by day, your comfort zone is slowly expanding more and more. But I like, like, I mean, time collapsing is where you actually just claim what you want, you know, before you might feel ready, before it might make sense, right? If you want like a logical growth, if you want to grow quickly and you want to experience a lot in your life, you've actually got to, you've got to make the moves, you know, you've got to make the things that don't make sense, right? I think that's a really big one. And then my last point, I'm just going to have a little sip of my hot chockey because she's going cold. My last point is normalizing what you desire. Um, I think this is a really, really big one. Again, it's bringing it back to, you know, you are the product of the five people you spend the most time with, you know, getting clear on that, having a look at who you are spending the most time with and what you're normalizing there. Um, But also it's just like expanding your mind. You know, I follow a lot of accounts on Instagram and things like that, that they're people that are living big lives. You know what I mean? They're people that are doing big things, Right. And I'm, I'm looking at it as this is what's available to me. This is what I can do. And I'm normalizing it in the process, right? Normalize what you desire, right? Put yourself in that uncomfortable position where you thought you wouldn't be able to do something, right? It didn't make sense. Do it. And then you normalize it. You know what I mean? As long as you sit from this space of like, wouldn't that be nice or you know, as long as you sit in a space where it's like you're pedestaling it as something that's unsafe and something that you'll never be able to do, it's like, well, of course, you're not going to take the leap to go there. You know what I mean? Normalize what it is you want. Actually normalize it, you know, and find people that normalize it with you. And then I think I just find that social media accounts and things like that, um, this is why, like, I think visualizing is really good as well, you know, is it's just like, I don't even know, <laughs> I actually know what I was about to say, I just lost my train of thought, I was thinking about a vision board for a second there, um, I think Instagram accounts and things like that are really, really helpful and definitely have helped expand my mind, and then, you know, you might be activi- activated by something at first, you might be activated by the way that someone lives, but keep, like, actually sit in that, actually sit in that discomfort before you project all your shit onto them, before you project that they're doing this, 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 and, you know, this is where they're wrong, and this is how this is wrong, and whatever, like, actually witness that, witness where you're projecting onto someone of something that feels uncomfortable in your body. Why does it feel uncomfortable in your body, right? If you see someone with a lot of wealth, you know, maybe that makes you uncomfortable, Because you can't imagine having a lot of wealth because you have the belief that wealthy people are greedy and of course you don't want to be greedy because greedy is undesirable, right? But it's actually not. Like greedy, yes. Wealth, no. 
right? You've just associated the two. So actually witness that. Witness that. Witness where you're projecting onto someone. Understand what is going on there. Question yourself, like I said. And then normalize it. Normalize the feeling in your body. So I think that's everything. I think that's all I'm going to go into today. I hope you enjoyed that quick little riff on some ways I have and am consciously creating my life. Um, I will go into three things that I'm excited for now. Um, Three things I'm excited for. I'm excited for another four-day week. I've got like a couple four-day weeks and then we go home, which I'm so excited for. Um, We go home for my birthday. Pardon me. Oh, wow. Sorry, I just burped. (laughs) Um, We go home for my birthday. So super excited for that also. And I'm also super excited because you guys listening, if anyone is listening today on like the day today that I release the episode, you're going to get a little hinty hint. I tomorrow am launching a seven day mindset elevation challenge. It's free. Um, And basically I've got daily tasks and a few challenge tasks for you to do jump on my Instagram stories. There'll be a highlight for it also. It's going to start from, I think, the 28th of May and go till the 4th of June, but it's always going to be there. So it's always something you can come back to if you feel like using that resource, if you want a little bit of a kick up the butt, if you want to just work on your mindset. I've got some cool tools in there and it's just things that actually I do every day or I do very often. Um, So there's the daily tasks are three things that you're excited for, minimum, three things that you're grateful for, minimum, and um, what's the last one? And journaling. So like they're three things that I do daily and they're part of the, the challenge. So you've got to do those three things daily for seven days and you've got like a little card that you can tick them off. Um, and then the challenge tasks, I've got to remember them. There's something like a life audit. There's a Pinterest board. There is a um, like day in the life, like future self version. So it's a journal entry where you write in a day from now what you're doing, how you're living, all those things. Um, and I can't remember, there's one more, but I just can't remember what it is. Oh, annual goals. So I'm really, really excited about that. That's going to be really cool. I'm going to have a Facebook page for it. I'm going to do it as well. It's just going to be a vibe. So definitely, um, yeah, check out my Instagram, sign up. You just got to literally just click the link to get into the Facebook page and then you're in and then you can follow along. I'm really super excited for this because it's just, it's my jam. So that is the third thing that I'm really excited for. So we'll wrap it up there. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and I'll be back in your ears next week.